When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, Thee will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold, but he must hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. Psalm 119 begins with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So this is our Aleph. This is our A. This is the beginning of the life of faith. So read through verses 1 through 8 and notice a couple things. Notice how it begins in blessing. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who observe his testimonies and seek his face with all their heart. This section can be divided up in a couple ways. I think the most, I think the easiest is to divide it in two halves, one through four, five through eight, and verses one through four lay the great objective foundation that the whole psalm is going to be built upon. And here, just like Psalm 1, just like the Sermon on the Mount, just like Genesis 1, it begins in blessing. And what this tells us is that the only way of blessing is to walk in the way of the Lord. There's only one kind of person who's going to be blessed. Blessings do not come to those who have certain things, who look a certain way, who eat certain foods. Blessings only come, the blessing of the Lord only comes to the one who walks in a certain way. So read through this and note all of the action verbs of verse 1 through 3. You see all the things that they do? They walk, they keep, they seek, they're doing, they're walking. In fact, in verse 1 and 2, you see three of the most important words for this whole psalm. They walk in the way and they keep. Keep is probably the key word for this cycle. So in fact, read through it and just mark all the times you see the word keep. Now, that word is important, and you need to think in the context of, so keep really has the sense of meaning you guard, you protect. So for you soccer fans, you think of the goal keeper. 
he's keeping this area, guarding it, protecting it. Or you, all you children of the 80s, you remember your trapper keeper. It was a thing that uh, protected your school supplies. It kept you organized, everything in one place. It brought order and protection. And so keep, they're committed to keeping. Now, depending on your translation, you have the word either blameless or integrated or whole in verse 1. That's also another real important word, um, blameless or integrated. It means to, it does not mean sinless. It actually is a word for complete, for whole. And what this psalm at the very beginning is getting across the absolute necessity of integrity of life, of a unified heart and life, being integrated, complete in all its parts. Notice the dynamic between how you walk, that's how you live, and then what you desire, how you feel, your heart. Mark how many times you see the phrase during, through all of one Psalm 119, that they will seek him with their hearts. So those two things have to be in harmony. That's a key theme in this psalm, and it's a key theme we'll see all throughout the Sermon on the Mount, the integrated life. So verses 1 through 4 are going to lay the great foundation for the whole rest of the psalm. And then verses 5 through 8 describe the longing of his heart. We need a great desire to walk in the way of the Lord. Now, it's intriguing. It's 176 verses. Verses 1 through 3 for the, are the only portions not addressed directly to God. They're in the third person. All the rest is a form of prayer. So verses 1 through 3, he's talking about God. And then verses 4 through 176, he's talking to God. Now I'm going to take a moment and talk to myself, but you're welcome to listen along because this is so important for ministers to know and to understand the proportions. Three verses talking about God, 173 talking to God. John Stott, as he directed his Langham Palace Scholars program, would always say that one of the great dangers for ministers is that they would leave the program as newly minted doctors, qualified to teach, but no longer disciples, not faithfully listening and following. They would, he would say they, would possess, they could possess a new degree and a new title, but no new vision, power, or holiness. Helmut Thielich, the great German theologian, would say the greatest danger in a minister's life, the greatest disease, is when you turn from speaking to God in the second person to only speaking about God in the third person. So notice the proportion. Three verses about God, 173 talking to God. Also, so you can see that in the transition, from talking about those, they, walk in his ways, to you, your, me. And then, Read through and mark not just the duties to walk in his way, to keep the things he must do. Mark all the different desires. See, in verse 6, then I will not be put to shame. doesn't want to be shamed. That means to be exposed on the last day as a hypocrite, a fraud. 
that his righteousness was all done to be seen and celebrated by people. And notice his desire is to seek him. He knows that he can only praise from an upright heart. Notice his desire is to learn, but he wants to learn not just so he can know what the commandments are, but it's because he wants to do them, to keep them, to guard them. Notice all the, then I will not be ashamed. I will give thanks to you with an upright heart when I learn. I will keep your statutes. And then notice he trembles. He's scared that the Lord would leave him, that would be, he would be forsaken. His greatest fear is that the Lord would take his presence from him. And see, all of these desires are evidencing a deep longing for holiness. And so this is where the life of faith begins. This is the foundation. We need the Lord's help. So a few, a few questions to meditate on today. We need to believe confidently that verse 1 and 2 are true, that this is the only way to the blessed life. So think about today, how does the world try to convince you that life can't be the simple? This can't be the path to blessing. Oh, that's so simplistic. You can't divide the world so neatly into just two simple ways of walking. How does it try and convince you that this is not true? We need to believe it confidently. But then we also need to pray, verses 5 through 8, confidently from the heart. This is a wholehearted desire to walk in the way of the Lord. So what desires or what fears are keeping you from being able to pray like this, that are keeping you from a wholehearted walk? Let us commit together to follow the psalmist lead and walk in the way of the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above you, heaven. 